Hey, hey, GBLers. How many of you out there meditate? The word meditate means to become familiar with. And we would love for you to begin to get familiar with our guest, Mike Likov, who is a guru in the conscious living and wellness industry. Mike is a former Wharton MBA and venture capitalist before creating Modern Ohm, the brand for mindful humans based out of Miami. Enjoy this conversation with Mike as we expand our awareness on what it means to live consciously. Our guest today is well-known, especially in the South Beach area. Mike Lifkow has been one of these guys that started a great yoga studio franchise and then built this incredible thing, but I don't want to give any of it away. Mike, we're delighted to have you here. And I think where we want to jump off is that you didn't start out when you were going to college thinking this is where you would be. So if we can go back just a little bit in time and tell us how you got to the point of first Green Monkey and then Modern Home. So give us a background, please. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me and for recognizing the work that, that I'm doing, that you do, that we do. And it's incredibly important for individuals to take on the role of leaders in, in sharing from our experience. And I know, I know that that's how you guys operate. I just met you in, but the most important thing for me is to share from a space of personal experience in a way that perhaps that touches somebody else and inspires others. I'm not that big on sharing from, from some sort of dogma or some sort of aspirational spot. I think that in, in the long run, that doesn't really serve, although it may be inspiring in the in the moment. So I'll share a part of my background, which I think is relevant, which is that I was a child of immigrants and uh, born in Russia, Russian Jew raised in California. Mm -hmm. And as many immigrants, we're taught, trained, if you will, to excel, to succeed, because our parents gave up a lot in order to be in this country. So there's a lot of expectations placed on many children whose parents immigrated from other countries to, to do well in school, to get the right grades, to go to the right universities, and, and all of those things. And I did. I did those things. And what was missing in my childhood was any sensitivity to what I actually was passionate about, what I actually wanted to do. So again, this is, I think, something that's applicable to so many people, whether from other countries or not. But we grow up living into our families and our parents and our societies and our religions and our culture's expectations. And whilst I did those things and I achieved success in those ways, graduating from UCLA at the age of 20, going to work for a hedge fund, for Russia's first venture capitalist, and then ultimately ending back in the US for business school at Wharton at the University of Pennsylvania. And I hit these marks, but I didn't feel anything if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> yes, we can align to that. And I think that a lot of people are living in this space. You know, we're doing the things, especially those of us who, who are privileged and, and have dedication to be successful in those areas, is what for? What for? So where we met, Barry, about 14 years ago or a dozen years ago was I'd finished from Wharton. And in graduating, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And this is MBA, not undergrad. 
And I spoke with a career counselor. I don't remember his name, but you know, I shared with him, should I go back into investing or should I go and start a thing? I didn't know what the thing was going to be, but should I start a thing? And he looks at me and he just says, the world does not need another investor. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that was fascinating. And that became a part of my story. And then I, I, for a variety of reasons, chose yoga, chose South Florida. And it took me into this other path of not only you know, building a business, but self-exploration. And in the process of starting a yoga studio, I went through the process of becoming a yoga teacher, yoga certified, so that I could understand the subject matter and so that I could relate with my colleagues and manage better. And I had a deep interest in the subject matter to begin with, but this inquiry opened me up in a fashion that, as I shared earlier, I didn't really feel anything previously in the things that I was doing with my life. And going down the path of opening a yoga business set a foundation and set me on a path to many, many experiences in self-exploration and really exciting things for me personally. So you went and started the Green Monkey Yoga Studio. What did you do from there? So Green Monkey was my first serious entrepreneurial endeavor where I was operating the business, where I was in the business as the CEO. And, you know, it's tough. You know, 26, 27 years old, running a company with investors and team. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. Also, I was going down the spiritual path, but, but just in what it means to, to grow up, and at least to that extent. And after I exited my stake in the business, after about four years, I ended up going back into the world of startups and consumer and found myself operating a startup, being a COO of a financial product business, kind of leveraging off of my my finance and my kind of more classical background. And it didn't work out. The business didn't get lift off. So that was a fascinating, another fascinating experience upon which I I went into business uh, with my family. And Modern Ohm, I don't know if you know this, because we've never talked about this, was started off as a family business. Your mom works there right now with you? My mother is the one that designs the jewelry. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, it's so beautiful too. <laughs> beautiful jewelry. Very nice. Yeah. It's been a fascinating endeavor because there's so many facets of life. When you're really looking at business and looking at entrepreneurship, it's really not one dimensional, right? How fast you can grow a business, how much revenue, how profitable. There's a lot of other aspects of it, which we can consider, which are our personal growth, our impact on the world, our relationships that we build and that we learn from. And for me, family was really unexpected. I never thought that I was going to be in business with family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody smiles because whether or not we've been there, we get it. We get how much that can, I will say rub us. You know, there's a favorite quote that I have of Rumi who has so many quotes. And the quote that I love is, if you are never rubbed, how will you become polished? Oh, I love that. I love that. Wow. So the, you know, working with a family in a business rubs. And that's a big part of my story, actually. 
was that part of this business of modern home? Not only the impact that we're creating, but on a personal level, how that rubbing has helped polish me into who I am today. Is it more than just your mom that's in the business or you guys work very closely together? Well, my stepfather and my mother are both in the business and uh, we have, call it different divisions. Mm -hmm. So they're on product. So we make jewelry, home goods, some other home products. And then my role in the business is the content, the programming, brand, partnerships, all of the things actually that I'm, I'm most excited about, which is a fun place to be. You know, one of the uh, podcasts I listened to, I loved your line of where you were really looking at for Modern Ohm was, how do I create soul? And I was like, it just hit me like, wow, that is an incredible deep thought when you're creating a business. Where did that come from with your background of being an MBA, a high performer, elevating, you know, right from the start from college, graduating in three years into this spirituality that's really looking at soul. What was the bridge that really happened there for you? Well, I think it, it has to do with what I said is when I realized I did a company for me and that was Green Monkey. And I think its role in my life was that it was a gateway. It really set me on a path to invest my time and energy and my purpose in things that are valuable to me. And it was coupled with, in parallel with it, the business itself, led me to self-inquiry because that's that's yoga. That's the actual experience and transformation that we were talking about at Green Monkey anyways. So I went into this path of deepening into who I was, what I really wanted. And you know, at some point, I only want to do the things that light me up, you know, and, and put my energy there. And I look around and it's interesting. Do you see a lot of businesses, whether they're in wellness or in mindfulness or spirituality or not? And I wonder, why do these people do this particular job? It doesn't seem like it lights them up. It mm -hmm. doesn't seem like they're doing it. I'll say, you said with soul, maybe these days I'll say with love. I would really love to see a world, as I'm sure the two of you and many people listening, where people are doing what they're doing with love. How did you and Modern Ohm make the shift during the pandemic? Because, and I guess I'm jumping ahead because I know you used to do this thing called a cushion crawl. And maybe you can tell us about that, but then tell us how did that switch? How did you make that shift into a digital world? So I have two different tracks here as well to share about. One is I have a, a dear friend named Jennifer Grace. Maybe you know her, but she's a, a dear business partner of mine. And she called me days before lockdown, before the pandemic were officially you know, settled in South Florida. And she said, you've got to go digital. And I go, what? And she says, you have to go digital now and, and get toilet paper. <laughs> Great, yeah. advice. Great advice True in both story. realms. <laughs> Stock up on toilet paper and go digital. This was... This was, and she's like, I gotta go. You know, like that's all she said. And she dropped the, the line. And five days later, I went digital and I started offering a different teacher facilitator every single day, 10 a.m. on Zoom. Never really used Zoom before, never did anything digitally. And my inspiration for that was to continue serving my local community. So if people in Miami weren't gonna be able to go into the bungalow, go see us where we were previously in real life. I wanted to be able to 
support people in, I didn't know how long the challenging time would be, but we get it in this period. And as many things in life, you put one foot in front of the other, then another foot, then another foot, then another foot. Then you look back over your shoulder and you're a hundred steps in and you go, how did I get here? You go, oh, I know how I started. That's how I got here. That's right. You know, I love the name modern ohm. Can you tell us the word ohm, why you chose that? And just a little bit of like the definition or meaning specifically to you, this is going to be very new concepts between meditation and consciousness for some of our listeners. So love to kind of just dive deep into that. Cool. So ohm in Eastern traditions, in yoga and Buddhism is a Sanskrit word. It represents the primordial sound, the sound of all creation. So in the West, in the Bible, where it says first there was the word, it's actually Om. The word was Om, and Om encompasses everything. So it's used as a mantra, as a sound that is repeated in meditation and prayer. And it's kind of become, you know, representative of Eastern spirituality. So the term modern ohm for me was actually really important because my interest is great. We have Eastern spirituality. We've got this lineage and heritage, and this is the primordial sound. How does that play into today? How does that play into a life of social media, of stress, of relationships, of you know, alcohol and holiday parties and Zoom? And so for me, it's really about opening up a conversation around what it means to be spiritually engaged in our contemporary modern lives. Wow. I love on your website, it says edging the world in the more conscious direction. So, so cool that you're creating the future of spirituality for everyone. Really, really awesome. And that actually, it's really interesting you bring that up because I'm thinking about that deeply, deeply, deeply. In January, we have this particular challenge. So it's a continuation of what what I shared with you. It's digital every day is a different teacher. We have incredible facilitators on it. And importantly, so they're sharing their practices, their wisdom, their lectures. But I also want to infuse conversation and discussion around these topics of like, what is spirituality? How does it play out? You know, what's really going on? in today's world that is in service of raising awareness and raising consciousness and perhaps maybe perhaps not so much. So we have uh, three panels in particular that are, I think are going to be really interesting. One is mindfulness in 2022, mm-hmm. which is a panel around this, around what is meditation? What is mindfulness today? You know, in, like how do we navigate our, our way through these contemplative practices in today's world? Another panel is sexuality and spirituality. So the intersection of sexuality and spirit, because it's interesting, you know, there's a lot to be said about it, but sexuality is sometimes used to sell modern day spirituality. And so there's a lot of conversation to be had around there. And the final topic is awakening and allyship. And what that is, is you know, we think about spirituality and spiritual practices, and oftentimes it's quite selfish. I'm, I'm doing this because I have anxiety, because I want to grow. I want to go to other dimensions. I want to have an experience beyond suffering or beyond my limitations. Okay, that's spirituality for your sake. But what does it feel like if it's a spiritual path 
for the benefit of others or the benefit of all. That's so powerful. And you as a leader, you can tell are very intentional about each of the little aspects of modern OM and what you're creating internally and externally. I'd love to know a little bit about how you actually balance like the outer world of chaos and then going inside and building that, you know, same kind of level of friendship and community and calmness on the inside. So how do you balance between the outside world and the inside world and also growing your community and business? You know, on a personal level, the, the truth is, is, is I, I do work the entrepreneur hours right now. So the balance isn't really in terms of time. I try to keep quality time for myself. Perhaps one of the things I'll say is I really value relationships. Mm. So yesterday I had a very busy day and a friend of mine is in, just flew in from Costa Rica and wanted to get together. And I'm the person, I'm so busy with the things I need to get done. I make the time to connect. And I know other entrepreneurs and other people that, that just simply wouldn't. You know, it's like that person would just be a distraction in the accomplishment of what I can get done today. So relationships are very important to me. And I like to allocate some time to that. And then for me, it's I have to move my body. And, and whenever I don't move my body, I am more out of balance. But if I, you know, I have a few hacks, if you will, the exercises that I do, uh, they get me maximum benefit. And I do those things. And when I do those regularly, it does energize me. It's incredibly important to, to a well-balanced life is to feel really good in your body. You know, just real briefly, Barry and I have been meditating for a long time. Barry told me earlier, almost over 50 years, I've been meditating in my own ways for quite some time now. And you were talking about building community. What is like your advice for someone who's just getting started or just starts to have an interest in modern OM community or in meditation? What does that look like for someone who's brand new to this spirituality world of looking inward? Well, there's a lot there. There's a lot because one of the features of modern OM and where we really shine is that I don't push any particular lineage or any particular practice. I think that there's many, many ways in, and we should explore a variety of them and then see what feels really good, what's really effective for each and every one of us. So that's high level. So I think people really who are interested, I would hope that they stumble across a modern home or a similar organization or community that explores many different ways in. And the one thing I'll say is that there is a difference when we talk about meditation, where it's self-generated or externally sourced, i.e. when you're listening to somebody lead you in a guided meditation, it can be relaxing. You can go to a different place. It's beautiful and it's helpful, but the meditation itself, while there are a number of different lineages and practices, a real meditation takes place from within. And TM is, and a mantra-based meditation is one of those ways. And there's a few others. There's breath, there's concentration, there's mantra-based. But purely from a standpoint of meditation, what I tell people is, great, listen to the apps, go for it when you're starting. Like test, see what you like, see what philosophy, see whose voices, see, see what those are. And once you get comfortable with that, the invitation is, to take on a practice where you don't need an app. You don't need a teacher in front of you leading you. It's nice. And in my case with Modern Home, 
my hope is that somebody listens and says, oh, that's a really, I've never heard of human design or wow, astrology can be helpful or the philosophy of Buddhism or, or how is that different than, than yogic philosophy and, and so on and so on. But the actual practices that I would support people the most in, in cultivating would be those practices where they don't need me. They don't need calm or headspace. And that puts the person in the driver's seat. Well, Mike, we're about ready to wrap. Tell us a little bit what 2022 looks like for yourself and for Modern Ohm and what uh, you guys are creating there. So 2022 is really big on mission and really big on returning to this root of opening up this conversation around what it feels like and looks like to be spiritual. I'm sending an email out in a, a few days and I wrote this subject or the content of it. And there's a lot of questions around, you know, that people are not asking or not talking about. So, you know, how do you use meditation or mindfulness in your relationship with your family? How do you do different certain practices that actually get you to the core of what the issues are and don't just cover them up? You know, does wearing a cape make you more spiritual? You know, are sexually revealing photos on social media appropriate or are they savvy way to market <laughs> your spiritual offering? You know, there's so many interesting things around how we can live in alignment and, and live into a vibration that raises others up, you know, and, and again, this, this practicing for ourselves versus practicing for the benefit of others. So I really want to get into those conversations more and more because I think they need to be had. I think that, you know, we're all spiritual, so there's no person that's more or less spiritual than anybody else. It's simply how we evolve in our lives to, to be in alignment with purpose, with mission. And we feel it. If we're in alignment, we feel it. And if we're not in alignment, we definitely feel it. And so there's a lot of conversations to be had around that, that I, I want to, to bring into modern home. This year is going to be about growth, around expansion. We're having a lot of very, very cool opportunities come up and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm ready for it but I put in a lot of foundational work. And within Miami, it's amazing too, because I feel like there's a foundation here that, that I've established that now is going to give us more room to play and to grow and, and to focus on those community building initiatives. Um, well, I know for myself being down here in Miami, I'll definitely be joining you on that journey. That last comment was so profound about everyone's spiritual, but it's just about how you're aligned to your purpose and and your mission. That's incredible. Barry, you have any last closing statements here? Well, yeah, look, it's it's been 12 or 14 years, Mike. We need to make this happen more often because for me, this was an honor. It was a privilege to reconnect with you. And I look forward to doing more of these kinds of conversations. This point about what you give, and that's abundance. I don't think that we grow at this point. I don't think that we grow or we work on ourselves for ourselves. I think we do this for the benefit of, of all. And we work on ourselves, we become better people, not so we're better, we have another, you know, another medal or another prize. We do it so that for the betterment of all. And I think that will totally shift the, the course of how we interact with each other. That is somewhat your definition of love. It really truly is. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us. I'm glad you had the opportunity to, to sit with us and meet Anne. And I know she's going to be coming in 
to your sessions down there because she's right around the corner. I'm up here in West Palm Beach. And if I ever get down there, I will absolutely stop in to see you. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for, for doing this. Well, thank you so much for listening into our conversation. If you have a GBL story in your life, share it with us on Instagram at getbusyliving underscore pod. We might just share your story on a future episode. And lastly, listeners of the podcast can get a free chapter of Barry's book, Brilliant on the Basics. Simply go to www.getbusylivingpodcast.com to download it now. Well, thank you so much for sharing in the good vibes and giving back and GBLing with us.